Chapter Twenty One of Miss D. Dunmore Bryant by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Twenty One: A Chance. Judge Dunmore surveyed the neatly written sheet that was presently handed to him with a very critical eye. That is correct in every particular, he said at last with a satisfied air, unless there should be a comma after that word shelf. What do you think? i think not sir said ben respectfully but with decision in his tone because the sense is complete without it and you know they do not use commas so freely now as they once did is it so said judge dunmore smiling perhaps you are right in any case it is a relief to see a boy of your age who has given thought to the subject and has ideas of his own in regard to it most young people, and older ones too, for that matter, seem to me to tumble in the comma and semicolons wherever it happens without regard to sense. Well, what about the envelope? Will that magician address it? He can, said Ben, his eyes gleaming with pleasure and a touch of pride. The envelope was slipped into place, and the gentle tack-tack-tack of the letters began a moment and it was slipped out in triumph and held before the pleased eyes of the judge upon my word he said heartily as plain as print in fact it is print what a relief that will be to the postmaster who is probably never sure whether i mean a y or an s or a t i regret to say i have fallen into a most slovenly habit of writing until i can hardly at times decipher my own notes I am not sure that I should use the term fallen into. I don't think I ever learned how to write properly. It has been a great regret to me. Ben, my boy, what are you doing nowadays? The flush, which had died out a little on Ben's face, deepened again. I am addressing envelopes and putting up church circulars for Mr. Holden just now, he said. I work at it a little while every afternoon mr holden thought it would be better to keep it for afternoon work and leave my mornings free for other chances but i haven't found any chances yet and ben tried to keep back a sigh over the last words what kind of work have you been looking for my boy anything in the world said ben earnestly which was respectable and would help along rather indefinite judge dunmore said with a quiet smile i have no doubt you intend to be very clear in your answer but the fact is the word respectable is a hard one to understand what does webster say about it i wonder i wish i knew said ben with a half laugh i will put it on my list and let you know to-morrow if that will do your list i am curious has your webster a special fit of dignity in obliging you to make out a list each time you want to consult him pray how many words does he demand at a sitting line's face was red but this was not the sort of poverty which made her brother blush he answered frankly laughing as he spoke no sir it is not an arrangement of webster's at least i think he would be more accommodating if he had a chance we have none of our own so my sister and i make out a list of any words that we want to know about and the next chance we have, either at Mr. Holden's or Miss Webster's, we look them up. Ah, I understand. 
that is a very sensible idea webster is a cumbrous luxury in these days especially the pictorial unabridged as to the word respectable i think we can get at the meaning sufficiently perhaps for our purpose though accuracy in definition is a very important thing what should you say at a venture the word meant why i shouldn't think there could be any other meaning to it than just that which is wound up in the very sound of the word said ben a thing is respectable if it is proper and well the thing that ought to be done judge dunmore looked at line do you agree he asked i should think one would have to know exactly what respect meant before the word respectable could be understood she said and on the judge's face there was a quick flash of appreciation as he answered true benjamin my boy you and i stand corrected respect let us see do either or both of you study latin no sir said both in the same breath low-toned and regretful when you do you will both enjoy the study there was something very invigorating in the way he spoke those words it was as if he considered the matter in the light of one not to be questioned whereas these two had said each to himself and herself but a few days before if i can get a respectable common school education it is all i must hope for now instinctively each said inwardly i mean to study latin respect said judge dunmore is made up like so many words which we claim from two latin words and literally means to look back or look again does that give you a hint as to the original meaning something to command attention to attract notice was that the idea to be conveyed in your use of the word respectable ben no sir not at all said ben laughing if i had something to do which would be right and which would help support my family i shouldn't care whether people ever looked at it or not or at me then you see how difficult it is to understand words i know a boy who refused to saw wood for a man to pay a debt he had carelessly made because his father was a lawyer and it wasn't respectable work for a lawyer's son both ben and line laughed what are you laughing at asked the judge looking from one to the other curiously am i to understand that you believe he ought to have sawed the wood i should think that would depend on whether he had something else to do that was more important and that it was his duty to do instead said ben promptly and something by which he could earn money to pay his debt chimed in line of course said ben the judge smiled on them both and drew out his watch it is later than i thought he said rising we have spent so much time on the meaning of that word respectable that we haven't reached the point at which i aimed when i started are you an early riser benjamin i don't know sir said ben i get the fire built and the water over by six o'clock but i don't know whether that would be called early or not it will answer my purpose at least said judge dunmore it happens that mrs dunmore and i are the only early risers in our house at present our married daughter likes to breakfast later and as she is visiting us 
the young people think it is very pleasant to wait and breakfast with her so mrs dunmore and i who do not like to wait sit down alone often at half-past seven and the question is whether you could come to-morrow morning and take breakfast with us at that hour and give us a chance to talk over some work that we should both consider respectable you should have seen ben's face then if it had been red before crimson is the word which ought to describe it next he looked at his mother and at line and at the floor and tried to stammer out something which he knew was unintelligible and stopped in the middle of it in utter confusion judge dunmore laughed pleasantly you do not want to come in the least do you you think it would be dreadfully embarrassing to go out to breakfast with two elderly people who are almost strangers to you and you do not believe you can eat five mouthfuls in fact you would rather go without your breakfast altogether than to have it under such circumstances at the same time you are afraid that it will be rude to decline and you do not want to be rude haven't i stated the case fairly and honestly that is about it sir said ben looking up at last his face fairly blazing at the same time he could not help laughing a little it seemed so absurd to be admitting to judge dunmore that he thought it a dreadful thing to go to his house to breakfast good said the judge heartily i like frankness and i do not think it at all surprising that a boy of your age would rather take breakfast with his own family than with some other person's family nevertheless i am going to press my invitation because i see in it an opportunity to learn some things which i wish to know will you come to breakfast benjamin yes sir said ben if my mother says so there was plenty to talk about now as soon as the door closed after the judge line began it well ben bryant in a half admiring half quizzing tone i should think you were getting on fast invited out to take breakfast with judge dunmore they say the dining-room is just lovely the chambermaid at mrs kedwin's has a sister working there and she tells wonderful things about the dishes it seems they have unpacked some of their own which they brought with them from their winter house and she says they are ever so much more elegant than the sutherland's dishes i guess the sutherland's dishes would be quite elegant enough for me ben said gloomily and then mother whatever do you suppose is the reason he wants me to come to learn some things which he wished you to know he said mrs bryant replied placidly sewing away steadily as she spoke i'd like to know what they are said ben and his face was very gloomy indeed you'll learn some things too said line i wish i had your chance i wish you had with a good deal of energy in the words what chance is there about it i'd like to know for a boy plenty of chance you will see things the way people have them who belong in well in society you know people who are somebodies the way they live and the way they eat and all about it and what good will that do me how do i know what a queer evening this is here i thought i was talking to my brother benjamin and behold he has changed into rufus kedwin in the last five minutes with his everlasting what good will that do over all the chances that come to him 
i thought you preached to him that every single thing we can learn may be of use somehow and that we ought to learn everything we could ben let his face break into a grim smile this is different he said i know it very different and unexpected and who knows what the next thing may be a different one still perhaps into which a piece of this will fit how do you know how soon you may have a chance to belong to such people yourself what people why the kind we are talking about people who live in handsome houses and have nice things every day in the week and keep on their company manners all the time ho oh, said ben i call that a jump how would i go to work to belong to such people mother do you ever suppose our line was proud i mean it said line coolly while his mother only smiled i say you don't know how soon you will be placed where you would give a good deal to know just how to act and here is a chance to learn some of the things i suppose they have great fine napkins at each plate and they spread them over their laps to keep their clothes nice they do that at mrs kedwin's you know and i suppose they have larger and nicer ones at grand houses don't they mother i should think well-brought-up people would keep their clothes clean at the table without having bibs on ben said in some disdain well they can't always things drop you see a drop of milk or even of water would spoil some dresses and sometimes the person who sits next to a lady is awkward and spills the gravy then what would become of her dress without a napkin ben laughed and his cheeks reddened yours wasn't spoiled he said no it wasn't because it is calico and will wash but i should like a napkin for every meal i wouldn't i need something more substantial mother would it be expensive to feed line on napkins three times a day it was line's turn to laugh and blush at every meal then she said if you like that better and they have little butter plates for each person and the butter is in little round balls all carved i don't know how they manage it but i saw them once i waited for miss sutherland in the dining-room while they were setting the table and i saw ever so many pretty things that i have wanted to know the name of and the use for ever since you must keep your eyes and ears open and have a good deal to teach me after to-morrow it ought to be your chance instead of mine ben said waxing into gloom again you have your ears and eyes open already to all such chances and mine are stupid in that direction i shall make some horrible blunder and disgrace you all i don't know how to wear a bib or to get anything off from a round roll of butter i won't eat any butter see if i do oh mother mother i wish i didn't have to go and the brown head went down suddenly plump into his mother's lap well you do said mrs bryant coolly and i have no doubt you will have worse things in life to do many a time you may as well get used to them as they come if i were you i would learn to be brave and manly over little things as well as great big ones these were the words hard-sounding perhaps to a badly frightened boy going out to his first state breakfast alone but while she spoke the mother's hand was making soft passes through the tumbled brown hair 
and the pats she bestowed from time to time were tender and sympathetic on the whole ben was comforted but he could not have told why nevertheless he went the next morning with more fear and trembling than had ever fallen upon him before to meet his appointment poor ben line said looking after him half laughing half sympathetic he looks as though he were going out to be hanged instead of going to take breakfast with judge dunmore mother aren't boys queer i should like to go i can't tell you how much i should like it if i had a dress that just suited me to wear and was sure i looked just right i should like nothing better than to be going out to a grand house where everything was beautiful i should like to have an elegant carriage come for me and a footman to wait on me i believe i could step into a handsome carriage real gracefully i've watched miss sutherland step into theirs so often that i know just how to do it do you suppose i will ever have a chance to prove it mother mrs bryant looked at her handsome daughter whose eyes were bright with excitement and whose cheeks were flushed a lovely red and said to herself with a sigh she could grace a pretty home and a becoming dress then in the next breath but what a temptation they might be to her it is best as it is aloud she said i don't know i am sure dear but i think that at present it is better that it is ben who is to go instead of you of course it is said line coolly because you see i couldn't have gone it is all very well for ben to go in a threadbare jacket boys can do such things and it doesn't hurt them but for me to go to judge dunmore's to breakfast in a faded calico too short for me at that is not to be thought of and it is to be hoped he has sense enough to know it and then mrs bryant was sure that it was better for it to be ben because it was quite plain that her daughter caroline had not grace enough to meet such a duty as yet as for ben if he should live to be a hundred years old i am sure he will never forget the queer feeling he had nor the loud thumps which his heart gave as he waited in the great hall the next morning for his host to appear the smiling black man who seated him did it with such a friendly air that ben could not help wishing it had been he with whom he was to take breakfast the judge says you will be seated sir for a very few minutes and he will be at your service breakfast will be served as soon as the judge and his lady are ready all the while showing beautiful white teeth which to ben's confused vision seemed somehow a continuation of the mass of white shirt front which gleamed below them all the while bowing profusely and waving his hand toward one of the large high-backed easy chairs with which the wide old-fashioned elegant hall was lined the wide doors leading into the dining-room were thrown open and ben could have a broad view of the breakfast-table and of the sideboard agleam with silver and cut glass how beautiful how perfectly beautiful it all was how line would glory in it all and how he hated it not that he hated pretty things on the contrary he felt an exultant thrill when he thought of the beautiful things there were in this world that money could buy in his heart he meant to have some of them a great many of them in fact 
and to know their uses and to be entirely at home with them but never for his own sake always there was a lovely background of mother and line and daisy to fill up his picture for them he meant to work and win all beautiful and costly things until then he would have been quite content to wait for a state breakfast he grew red in the face as he thought of all the embarrassments awaiting him and wondered why judge dunmore who was so great a lawyer and seemed able to almost read people's thoughts did not know that this was about the hardest thing he could have asked a boy to do while he was puzzling out an answer to this question a door behind him somewhere swung noiselessly open and judge dunmore entered End of chapter 21